Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one, me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. Anybody out there other than me is listening right now? Thanks. I appreciate that. I'm really pretty much just doing this for myself, but that doesn't mean that uh, you can't sit in and enjoy some of the the conversation as well. So you're certainly welcome to uh, our booth to listen in. Today, I start my conversation with John Hayden. Uh, interesting relationship I got with John, and we talk a little bit about it. We never really just sat down and had a couple of drinks and, and had a talk before, which is kind of odd because we've always, or I say always, but it's been quite a while now that we've been aware of each other and uh, similar friends and career paths and intersections, but never really worked together and never really just sat down and had a drink. Uh, if you don't know, John Hayden is a partner and creative director over at Agent. He's got really high standards and he expects great things from the people he works with as much as he does himself. And I think some of that comes through in in this show as well as the next. This was uh, fun as well. We change up the martini format for the show. So we put those aside for one because John was kind enough to grace us with a bottle of bourbon that shares his name. So after showing our appreciation for uh, his fine bottle of booze, we get into some great early memories of advertising and the things that help John form his career choice. So join us in the booth at the back as we share John's bourbon and his stories. Got a toast here for you. Our guest, John Hayden. Hello, America. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the uh, Martini Lunch. Mm -hmm. Glad to be here. Oh, that's good. Except I spilled a bunch on myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right, so we've changed it up a little bit uh, on this show in honor of our guest. So we've got a different uh, different cocktail. What are we going with here, Mr. Holt? Uh, today we're go- we going with the classic cocktail, the Scofflaw. It was a, a drink that was introduced around the time of Prohibition in Paris, I believe. It is uh, named after people who were drinking during Prohibition, scoffing at the law. <laughs> so the... The Parisians made this cocktail to uh, kind of laugh at America and their, their rules against drinking. And they were right. Yeah, <laughs> but, definitely. But uh, Scofflaw is bourbon or rye whiskey, grenadine, the debatable lime or lemon. I did look into this and uh, it, it kind of goes half and half. Some people prefer lime, some people prefer lemon. I'm a lemon guy. Right. And then... Uh, orange bitters and uh, shaken because we're adding the fruit to it and then we uh, serve it in a cocktail glass with a, usually a uh, uh, orange twist but we have lemon juice. Excellent. Well good job Mr. Holt. And uh, changing it up. Oh and dry our, vermouth. Sorry. I oh yeah. Dry vermouth. And a little bit of that yeah. but our, our main ingredient here. You want to tell us a little bit about uh, about your namesake here? Sure. 
Yeah, we have two special guests, I guess. Me, oh, there you go. Me and uh, well, okay, so we're we're drinking Basil Hayden's best bourbon, which is uh, Kentucky bourbon, and uh, this is the premium brand. A lot of folks are um, familiar with Old Grandad whiskey, which was around for a very long time since uh, looks like the bottle says. 1796 if my glasses are working sure and uh basil hayden is my great 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 i don't know how many greats but he's my granddad oh cool so we're uh we're uh, saluting basil hayden right now oh excellent and so the story goes that basil hayden was one of the founders of frankfurt and uh he uh helped build the church and then he built us still and i don't know if the church is still there but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the still is so uh, that's fantastic yeah so the copy on here since we're talking about advertising today uh, says when Basil Hayden senior began distilling his smooth bourbon here in 1796 Kentucky was but four years old and George Washington was president today we make Basil Hayden's Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey using the same skill and care that made it a favorite among America's frontier settlers. Wow. Well, thanks for bringing it over. Thanks yeah, for sharing. well, thanks for so, mixing it up. Basil. The, uh, the, the frontier settlers may have considered a favorite, and so do I. Yeah. The pound for pounds um, is the best bourbon at a, at its price points, and even price points is when it offers Really? I, well, that's good to know. I will put it up there against some of some of the $50 to $60 bottles. Right on. Hey, Good job, Hayden. There you go. Uh, it may have been the only bourbon that they had available on, <laughs> on the frontier, <laughs> which made it the favorite. Yeah, it was a good antiseptic for wounds. Mm -hmm. yeah. Painkiller. Beat the leeches, I guess. <laughs> so, John. <clears throat> yes. Um, I don't think we've ever just kind of got together in like a casual drinking uh -uh. situation. Seems like it seems odd that that hasn't happened yet. And I've yeah. only been around you when I was serving drinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. We're talking about advertising, but uh, yeah, our paths did not cross through advertising. Through advertising. It, it crossed through drinking and drinking buddies. Nice. So yeah. I think I was first introduced to you through a common friend. See, I was trying to remember yeah. that. Like I don't re like the first conversation I remember having with you. And I'm sure we crossed paths before, but the first I could actually think of was when I met you at the mill to say, "Should I take this job at Bailey Lowerman?" Like, oh yeah, like that's the first. And uh, yeah. like, that seems like obviously we would have met before that if I were having that conversation. Yeah, but that was the first that I actually remember talking with you. And then you told me the story about how you lived above the Foxy Lake. Yeah, uh, above and adjacent to the Foxy okay. Lake. Yeah. So when you're uh, a poor, recently graduated guy who wants to get into advertising with no income, your your housing choices are somewhat limited. <laughs> so I thought it was really cool to be close to downtown, you know. Right. But I sure learned a lot about what goes on in the alley behind a strip club. <laughs> yeah. I used to make notes of things that were said. And, uh, I pretty much made sure that I was not in the alley on Friday or Saturday nights after about 10 o'clock. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah there, were, there were the front door clients and then there were the back door clients. <laughs> so, technically, when I was living there, I was living 
uh, yeah, I was technically living above a thrift store hmm. run by Catholic Social Service. Well, the Catholics are trying to find parishioners wherever they are. That's right. Well, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about your history then. So, yeah. What, where do you want to start? you want to start coming out of school or first job? or Man, maybe? well, okay, so for me... We're I, pretty casual, so it's not like your birth. Okay. <laughs> well, this didn't start... Wanted. Too yeah. much after birth, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. I I uh, have always had uh, a desire to create pictures and do things with words. Um, so, but the earliest memory that I have of really wanting to make ads, even if it wasn't really a conscious decision, uh, we took a field trip to an outdoor company when I was about I don't know ten. Grade school field trip, got on a bus. For clarification, outdoor, like... Yeah, a billboard, uh, yeah. That is... Yeah, okay, so I'm using uh, the term... Yeah, industry term. Yeah, industry term. term. Yeah, that's all right. So there was a sign painter on scaffolding painting this thing by hand because that's the way it used to be done. Right. And they talked to us about extensions and, you know, the panels and everything. And I was just... Uh, I just wanted to go home and make my own billboard. You know... I was already branded by McDonald's by that age. <laughs> right. What kid wasn't? So I remember designing this billboard for McDonald's that had French fries popping out the top. You know? oh, nice. And I think all it said was McDonald's. Right. Because, you know, I, I didn't have a copywriter there <laughs> to help me out. <laughs> well, that's all it really needs to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, bu- it's a billboard, though. Yeah. So, you know. These days, all it really needs is the golden arches. Yeah. So... But you were a visionary. You had that in mind at that age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I was way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I remember, uh, and I don't know if if uh, Nebraska actually had Rainier beer uh, on the shelves, but back then you saw a lot of national ads for things that never appeared on the shelves in Nebraska, but there was a, a Rainier beer commercial that was just a kind of a lockdown of a, of a highway, just straight down a highway. And, you know, it's the mountains, so that's kind of appealing for a kid from the Midwest. You don't see that very often. And then it's just a, you hear the rumble of a motorcycle, and as it goes past the camera, the voiceover just says, Rainier Beer, you know. And then, the, you know, and then the camera turns and the motorcycle speeds away and you see Rainier, you know, Mount Rainier. And I just was so fascinated because it was different than anything else that was, you know, uh, on television at the time. And I just thought it'd be really cool to, to do that. Right. I didn't know how in the world to do that. Right, but right. I, but this, um, this commercial art, this branding, this advertising uh, bug kind of got in my DNA right about then. That's insane. Like, I always find it fascinating when people can trace it back to, like, that moment. But, ever, but I mean, whether it's... You know, advertising professionals, celebrities, like, but like they always have this, like, well, I always wanted to do this moment, and I think it's it's just crazy to hear everybody's story. Well, I don't know that at that moment I was consciously saying I'm going to be an art director, right? You know, <laughs> but uh, it was something that it was, captured it, your it imagination, really captured my imagination, and uh, you know, I guess there are other points after that where it, you know, kind of came to be a little more clearly. Because I mean, even even from that point of context you could have gone in a lot of different directions mm-hmm. you know so 
if it was somebody else, maybe it was like the cinematography or, yeah. you know, it maybe somebody is just like, I don't know how you produce this and get it put on TV, you know? So yeah. There's probably, there's a lot of different ways you could have gone, I think. I could have just gotten a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Skipped advertising. Just different life choices. Man. True. Well, you know, growing, growing up in Nebraska, there's no film industry. Or there wasn't. Right. I shouldn't say there isn't. Well, it's, there sure is. It's struggle. I mean, more it's here, but it, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can travel and do those things, um, but you know, there just happened to be a pretty well-developed advertising community in, in Lincoln. I I recognize coming out of and college. Omaha. Yeah, yeah, and in Nebraska, I, yeah. I'd say. Do you think we can attribute that to? You know, I'm not sure because I know when I came out of school, I'm originally from Canada. From Kansas, you thought it was they're going to say Canada. Say well, you're not in Kansas anymore. No, yeah, no. And uh, so I thought, well, I'm just going to go back to Kansas. They've got to have some. I mean, Wichita is a much bigger city than Lincoln or Omaha. You right? chose wisely, but <laughs> you look at at the agencies they had there at the time, and they they just couldn't compete with what they had going on, at, you know, here. Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of shocked by that because I really thought it would be stronger down there. But they've, I mean, now they've got a much stronger community yeah. than they do, but there's still pockets that I would think would be better than what it is. Yeah. Um, but I was always impressed with the work that was coming out of yeah. Nebraska. Well, two of my, my partners, uh, Raleigh Drennan and James Strange, come from... Oh, you know, we didn't even... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, and I have family roots in Kansas, so... Yeah, I, that's a really good question, and I wondered that. And I think there are certain people who were here who were looking outside of the market for how do you do this the right way. You know, I started off at Bailey Lowerman and Rich Bailey was looking to Minneapolis for cues on, you know, how how to do work and definitely had his, his eye on markets outside of Nebraska. Yeah, as a way to just kind of perform above the mm -hmm. expected level of yeah. the, the area. Yeah. Yeah, that was well, it's solid. interesting. I mean, Minneapolis has always been much bigger than Lincoln. Right. So for size, it is kind of a, uh, you know, I guess it's a good thing. For me, for us at least, you know, there's opportunity here. Yeah. I mean, for Midwesterners, it's, it's great that Midwest cities like Kansas City and Minneapolis, like they thrive. Even, I mean, especially, in, like, look at the agencies that are in Kansas City. There's some great ones that have great accounts. And all that does is make the Midwest stronger for, for yeah. our industry. So, yeah. yeah. And Nebraska, Lincoln, Omaha, you just happen to fall right between both of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's and I maybe, I, it, maybe it is proximity. Now, if we could just get the talent to want to come. Well, here. I think that's <laughs> yeah, another. That's harder. Uh, yeah, that's a, yeah. another struggle altogether because it's tough to get people here when you're looking at those other markets and yep. what they've got to offer. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to have great work coming out of your agency it's another to have great work and be supported by a community that's really got those amenities that people are going to be looking for so it's definitely a challenge i mean i i love minneapolis but i feel like there are several months of the year that i wouldn't want to live there mm -hmm. and that's the same probably for here as well but to a lesser degree, I don't think the winters are as challenging. I don't think the mosquitoes are as big a pain in the ass. Yeah. Here, so. Yeah, but temperature-wise, it's usually a good ten degrees cooler than Nebraska. I loved it in the fall, man. I it did. was. Nice. Yeah, it was so nice up there. Better is gorgeous. I, yeah. I love it. 
It's really, yeah. It's pretty up there. So we all agree Minneapolis. Minneapolis is pretty is good. Pretty, pretty good. Kicks yeah. the shit out of Lincoln. Yeah, uh, Ryan Holt's got to come out and just shit on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whether it's true or not, I do. He's got to always just throw out the random comment. Yeah. <laughs> so where'd you... One third of the people in this room. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> this is not a shared opinion. No, <laughs> so where'd you, where'd you go to school? I went to the University of Nebraska. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I... I didn't go through the, you know, traditional design program. Sometimes I wish I had, sometimes I'm glad that I didn't, uh, but they, the university offered a, a degree in advertising, right. and uh, like I said, I've always done this. I didn't know that it would lead to a career, but um, somebody mentioned the program and I thought, well, well shit, that, that sounds pretty good. I'm kind of doing this already anyway. And, I need to figure out how to get out of here and make a living. So right, uh, but you came back here to make a living. Yeah. Though, when it was all said and done. Yeah, um, you mentioned Kansas City. I I worked in Kansas City for a little while. Lived in Lawrence, Kansas. Worked at some different agencies. And came back to Lincoln. Uh, people always called it the vortex. Kind of sucks you back it's in. Like, but it, it you know, I've got family here. Yeah. And these days, I mean, the the biggest opportunities that I've had have been in Lincoln. Yeah, and I've worked on big clients I know you guys have and um, it's all from here we can travel anywhere now pretty easily it, it is kind of interesting the, that reference about like the the vortex because that's how it's always kind of been for me too which and I'm not exactly sure how it ends up that way um, because I know I was here for college and then I went to Phoenix for a summer to record an album, and then I came back. And then mm -hmm. I went to Colorado for a few years, and then I came back. Yeah. Went to Texas, came back. Like, I'm always ending up back here. And uh, I think just a lot of it has to do with, honestly, just your ability to have a pretty good life for the, you know, at the level, the cost of living out here is, yeah. is so low. And Because uh, I had a friend that was, you know, a creative director and, and uh, I think it was San Francisco, and, and he was saying to me, hey, you should come out here. Like, you know, it's a great opportunity, a lot of opportunities. I'm making, you know, like $100,000 a year. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah. that's not that great for where you're at. Yeah, no man. kidding. But my that's like $30,000 a year. $2,000 a month. Yeah, right, yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Well, we, you know, well, I guess uh, growing, up in, growing up in Nebraska, you you kind of have to make your own opportunities. Yeah, you know? that's you, very true. You kind of feel like, um, at least I did, and this goes, you know, this isn't just for design, but this goes for, you know, kids that I knew that were starting bands, um, that there was kind of this idea that you could prove that you could do it from Nebraska too. Right. Um, because, you know, even still, Nebraska isn't, isn't, on a lot of people's maps. It is more so now with, um, you know, Omaha growing so much and even Lincoln. Um, but I grew up with this um, kind of do-it-yourself attitude. Right. Like if you wanted something, you had to make it happen. And I think a lot of people kind of, kind of have that um, who ended up in advertising. Uh, yeah, it's work. Yeah. It's well, hard work. Um, it's, people people think of what they see on TV as advertising, but it is hard work. It's and, and that whole idea of that work ethic and I don't know. It's interesting, but I definitely think that's the case where you have to make those opportunities. They yeah. you don't get anything handed to you here. Yeah, and sometimes you have to find it within yourself to 
make yourself do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not always fun. That being said, um, we're gonna take a break, but when okay. we get back, I wanna hear about one of your most challenging stories and how you made that a success. Oh, okay. You got one of those? Uh, I will. You're like, there's so many <laughs> So many challenges, so many successes. I'll think of something. It's, it's really just a matter of determining the level of success. He's like, well, I showed up here today. Yeah, he really wants it. So think about that. Okay. All right, we'll get back to you. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Mr. Hayden, for your time and your bourbon. Mr. Holt and I enjoyed both. Not sure which one we enjoyed more, but, you know, I know a lot more about John now than I have before, and it's pretty cool just uh, sitting down and learning about his history. He's a down-to-earth guy, and he's got a real passion uh, for advertising and hard work, and, you know, I like that. I like that. Um, I've got another episode with Mr. Hayden that dives even deeper into his interest in advertising. Uh, and it starts off with a really great success story. So you're going to want to listen to that one as well. In the meantime, if you're interested in seeing more about what John's up to, be sure to check out his company, Agent. They're always posting new stuff on Facebook. Or you can track him down at JV Hayden on Instagram. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. You won't want to miss any of the fun folks I'll be talking with in the near future. And if you like the sound of the scofflaw as much as I like the taste, Ryan always posts his recipes on the website, oldbastardmartinilunch.com. Sometimes we put some photos and show notes up on there as well. Finally, you can follow or interact with the show on Twitter, at Bastard Martini. So, have another martini. Uh, or scofflaw as the case may be I think I'm going to have one as well <laughs>